what happens when you don't when you don't take advantage of your opportunities. You let a team hang around, and and we let these guys hang around, and they they kept fighting, and they had an opportunity to win it at the end. Coach, defensively, you guys looked pretty solid throughout the game. Offensively, in the second half, was it just the effort of some players? Was it the play calling? Just that you wouldn't mind talking about that. Yeah, look, I think there was some miscommunication on a couple of things. Um, uh, you know, I thought there were a couple times Andy got a little pressure. I thought there was a couple times there was a miscommunication or a misread in terms of the passing game. Um, we didn't catch the ball like we needed to catch the ball. I think there was a multitude of things. I don't know that it was effort, uh, but we certainly didn't execute very well. Why do you think you guys maybe weren't able to take advantage of some of the opportunities early when you were moving the ball well? Like, was there any commonalities? There? I think we got to go back and look at. It. I mean, look, we missed a field goal and we and we fumbled twice in scoring. You know, fumbled in scoring position, missed a field goal, uh, and then had one block there at the end. So, um, I thought it, it was. I thought we, we we executed poorly, obviously, in that last series after the interception. You got the ball in a potential field goal position, and um, you know we went nowhere, and 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 then had the field goal blocked. That was a bad series. Chris Olave broke a thousand yards receiving today as a rookie. What has impressed you the most this season out of him? Uh, yeah, he's he's been the same guy each and every week. Um, you know, he's highly talented. Um, he's got a lot of things that he's got to continue to work on to get better at. I think there's a lot of growth left in that player, um, and we're expecting to see a lot of growth in that player. So certainly, um, you know, good start, but not 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 near where he can be. Um, and 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 I think he's got to have a good off season to so that we can take that next step to develop into the type of receiver that I think he really can be. I know the season just ended, but you went three your last four. You finished strong, but Overall, how would you, you know, characterize the season? Um, look, I think challenging. I mean, um, we obviously didn't win as many games as 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 we would have liked to. Um, I thought our guys fought and battled. I thought they overcame some adversity. Um, you know, we, we there there's a handful of games there that, you know, I feel like if we would have been able to make a couple of critical plays. Um, that those games would have the outcome of those games could and uh, could have been different, um, and then I think we're, we're 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 talking a little bit differently in here. So, um, but that's the nature of the the uh, the game that we play, um, and so we've got to find a way to be able to make the critical plays in the critical situations to give ourselves a chance to win the game. Dennis, after the way you guys played the last three, how disappointing would you say this one was? Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd say it was disappointing. Um, you know, I think I'd say it's disappointing because, you know, in terms of moving the ball and yardage gained, um, you know, I thought statistically we had an advantage. Um, I felt like defensively we played a solid game today. I don't think we tackled as, as well as uh, as we can. Um, but yet I thought we, you know, made some plays, a couple of takeaways. Um, and yet we weren't able to capitalize on some of those things. And so that was that was the frustrating thing. That's what was disappointing. Coach, can you explain what you were trying to do on that last offensive series? Well, we were hoping to be able to, to you know, convert the first down, get ourselves into a more manageable field goal uh, position. We got behind the sticks a little bit. We'd been rushing the ball really well. I think we were averaging four point something a carry. So 
Uh, we felt like we could we could run the ball a little bit. We felt like um, we could utilize some of their timeouts. We had a little bit of a misread there at the at the end in the ball to Alave. Um, it was it was a it was a sloppy series, um, and uh, and we didn't we didn't execute very well there. Coach, you spoke about how challenging this season was. As a teacher, what life lessons do you share with the team to take into the offseason? Well, I think the the life lesson is is you only get so many opportunities in life at success, and you have to take you have to take advantage of those opportunities when they present themselves. And so, um, I think the other life lesson is is that you know um, the 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 strongest people are the ones that can you know, persevere through whatever adversity is thrown at you, you know, whether it be injuries, losses, um, you know, personal issues in your own life, you know, uh, but, and I think our, I think our group is um, tough minded in that, in that, in that regard. And I think that's going to serve us well as we move forward. Uh, two, two parts. When you say uh, mystery, miss opportunity, there was also the other deep ball that kind of, Looked like there wasn't a receiver in sight. That was that falls into that category yeah. too, or yeah, uh, it was a little double move pump. You know, I'm not sure exactly what happened on that on that play. Uh, uh, you know, but Andy obviously left the ball inside, and and Alave was outside. So, um, look, those are all things that that we'll discuss as a staff, and you know, see where we got to be better. And then, just in general, um, I know this is going to be an off season long search through this, but what stands out as, as what you think this offense was lacking or what you, what you need to find for this offense yeah, look, on a more I, consistent basis? Well, certainly there's, there's you know, there's probably a better time for us to, to answer that question in terms of what we need going forward, you know, in the offseason. But, um, you know, Mickey and I will sit down, you know, this next week. We'll talk about a lot of different things. Um, we'll evaluate our program from top to bottom and then, We'll make whatever adjustments we need to make, and then we'll have a plan moving forward. Dennis, would you expect that this offseason there are going to be more roster changes, more personnel changes than maybe this team has experienced in the last five years? Or so? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that. I mean, look, certainly when you, you know, we've got these magnets up on our board that have our depth chart, and um, you know, a red magnet means that he's an unrestricted free agent, and certainly there's a lot of those red magnets up there. So, um, you know, look, we know in the business of pro football, there's always change. So there'll be, there'll be change, you know, um, to what extent I think, you know, those are decisions that we're going to have to, uh, come up with over the next week or two. You're talking about uh, roster changes, but what about potential coaching changes after you largely kept? Yeah, I think, I think again, like, like I just said, we're going to evaluate everything. And so, um, Nobody's nobody's making any decisions on anything. Thirty minutes after we walked off the field, um, you know, so we'll, there'll be time to evaluate those things, and 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 we'll see what we need to do to to give ourselves the best opportunity as we go forward. Uh, regarding the game, uh, what were your thoughts on uh, the Davenport ejection? Um, I didn't see exactly, um, you know. Was it a closed fist? Was it, you know, a punch? Um, you know, certainly looked to me like, you know, Marcus, you know, gave him a little slap or something. I don't know exactly what what happened. Um, 
Um, so my, my thoughts are is I, I don't ever want us to be put in that position. Dennis, can you take us through the week on DeMar Hamlin? What, what was it like, you know, seeing it, hearing it, and then hearing him getting, you know, being improved and all that? Um, yeah, I'd say it was a, I'd say it was a challenge, challenging week for um, a lot of people. Um, and again, like I said, you know, what our guys go through, what our guys put themselves through to do the job that they do um, and to see something as traumatic as that um, happen, I think is, is, is tough to deal with, but yet, you know, as the week went on, you began to get more and more encouraging news uh, about DeMar's health. And so I think that was, you know, kind of an uplifting thing towards the end of the week. Coach, could you explain, or I guess it's one of the things you'll do in the off season, the inability to win these close games as, as a coach who's been in the league a long time, is that a bit of a head scratcher to you? Um, no, I, I'm sorry who that nation. I, I just can't take this no more, man. I, I can't take this no more. I can't take listening to this clown no more. What's going on, who that nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And after week 18, not only am I the host of the State of the Saints podcast, but I come before you, everybody that's listening right now, as a pissed off Saints fan. That's right. I am pissed off at watching this pathetic excuse of a coach, this pathetic excuse of a team every single week. And all I have to say is, God, thank God that this season is over. Thank God that this season is over. Watching this football team today, was an embarrassment. Watching this team today was disgraceful. And, you know, so many people was out here talking about this winning streak and talking about, oh, they didn't turn the corner and all these things right here. I'm kind of happy that a lot of these idiots out here that's been lobbying for Dennis Allen to keep his job and for some apparent reason, they, they, they feel like they're doing a troll job. Like, what do you benefit from trying to convince people that Dennis Allen is the answer? You got a lot of these people out here that's, I don't know if they're on the payroll. Maybe they feel like, oh, you know what I'm saying? The Saints don't want to give them exclusive information no more. Maybe they don't want to let me in the locker room. Maybe I can't talk to this player, that player, this coach, or that coach. So they decide to sit up there and kiss the ass of the organization. Instead of giving us the real deal Holyfield about this football team. In reality, this dude sucks. And I'm glad today 
that all of these DA defenders finally seen what I've seen, and I'm pretty sure a lot of you already seen throughout the last couple of weeks. The New Orleans Saints really honestly didn't turn the corner. What happened was they had drives just like they did on the first drive with a live eight, and then they're able to maybe kick a field goal and maybe kick another field goal, be up 13 to nothing, and the defense would be able the defense will be able to keep these guys out of the end zone long enough and maybe the Saints can muster up something in the second half in order to allow them to get over the hump. That's what's been happening over the last couple of weeks. There's no really thing, there's nothing really impressive about that. And if you want to be real, the Saints were a bad call away from possibly losing to Philadelphia. Everybody knows, like you can be the biggest Saints fan in the world, but it was clear. That, that that run by Miles Sanders was a touchdown, right? It was not a holding call, but hey, they got bailed out. And sometimes as a Saints fan, you just happy you get calls like that. I'm sick and I'm tired of this. This is not the answer. This guy has the most mediocre quarterback out there and parades this dude out here each and every week and, and expect for the Saints to win something. There's no aggression. There's no passion. There's no energy. I mean, everybody playing scared. You got some of the best players on this team playing mediocre, not living up to potential. And yet, people up here talking about Dennis Allen. Oh, Dennis Allen, he, he might come back. Well, the Saints, that might make them look bad. It might make them look bad, look like an unstable organization. That's the dumbest ish I've ever heard in my entire life. How can anybody that follows their football team look at a one a, a coach that is not capable who has lost 10 games and gets and, and if this dude was to get fired who would really look at the saints after they had the same coach for 15 years they had the same coach for 15 years that's the dumbest ish i've ever heard in my life this isn't the jets this isn't the the browns this isn't any of those organizations where they had revolving doors and we see that the New Orleans Saints have had Sean Payton go 79, 79, 79, and they allowed him to come back. So how can you have the same coach for 15 years and be concerned if you have a coach who, who flaked out in Oakland and who is flaking out right now and you fire him? Who is going to look at the same man? I don't know. The Saints look unstable to me. That's the dumbest issue I've ever heard in my entire life. Anybody that's out here spreading that nonsense, is 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 foolish like it's it's time out bro it's time out for the nonsense it's time out for the softball questions i don't care i ain't got a dog in a fight straight up i can do this show every single week i can do this show every single day i ain't got to worry about selling my soul for no interview i ain't got to worry about selling my soul because i'm scared that somebody in the Saints organization ain't gonna give me the behind the scenes and i ain't talking about nobody just in general i'm just talking about these guys out here that's this act, you know, like who cares? Who cares? This team is not good. Stop trying to make this team something that they not. Stop trying to feed people information to make yourself look on. Stop trying to feed people information to give them false hope when in reality, there is no hope. There is no hope with this combination of Dennis Allen and P. Carmichael. These boys need to go. There is, I don't care how good the defense looks. I don't care because we're going to find ourselves in this position 
every single time. Unless you about to go out here and get an Aaron Rodgers, unless you about to go out here and, and, and get a guy that's the second coming of Breeze, you are still going to be in the same position. I and You cannot win in this division, and you cannot win football games with mediocre quarterbacks and conservative play calling and guys that are acting, in the words of my guy Matt Moscona, like lieutenants when they should be generals. It is time out for the nonsense. It is time out for us to be sitting up here sugarcoating, lollygagging, and pussyfooting around about what this team is and who this team is. It's a joke. An absolute joke. People up here talking about, man, you know, Dennis Allen, he is going to come back, contrary to popular belief, when the same, like, man, that's like, anybody that's out here trying to feed this and act like it's the best decision in the world is an idiot. Seriously, you're, you're, you're an absolute fool if you're looking at this team and saying that Dennis Allen is the best choice. I don't care who, like, there there's so many other coaches out here that are better than Dennis Allen. And I ain't trying to keep no dude around having my team looking mediocre as hell because he can coach some defense. Oh, well, the defense looks good. What, what difference it make? Sam Donald had 43 yards passing today. You had two turnovers, two interceptions, and yet you still couldn't get the job done. Chunk it up to guys that don't fear the coach. Chunk it up to guys that are playing scared. Chunk it up to the guys that are coaching scared. Chunk it up to the organization that is so scared, so intimidated, so living in fear that they don't want to remove themselves from the Paytonisms and the Breezeisms to allow themselves to catapult to modern-day NFL. You got... Big, tall, lanky defensive ends who can't get the quarterback on the ground. Got Sam Darnold out here looking like he's Jalen Hurts or, or Michael Vick or something, breaking all these tackles. Hell, I didn't know if it was Sam Darnold or Earl Campbell out here. What the hell is going on? You got Davenport probably made his best play in, 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 for the entire season, getting De, uh, Deontay Foreman disqualified that's probably the best play he made all season because Deontay Foreman was about to go for 200 yards on the Saints defensive line looking suspect but we supposed to sit up here and, and be and be optimistic about 2023 you gotta be out your damn mind you gotta be out your damn mind the performance the toughness the result of Alvin Kamara today, running in between the tackles. That's something else. What the hell do you have one of the best running backs who can catch the ball out of backfield? Why do you have him running like he damn Jerome Bettis or something? Why do you have him running like he Earl Campbell? Why the hell you got him running like he Adrian Peterson? But this is the best you can get? Then you got Will Lutz missing field goals all damn season long. Has anybody seen a report that the Saints brought in another kicker, maybe to make him a little nervous, maybe to compete with him? No, no, absolutely not. Let him miss a couple more field goals. How the hell are you missing straight line field goals inside of a dome? You're in the dome. This dude made like a 50-yard field goal in Philly last week. This man can't make a straight line 44-yard field goal in 70-degree temperature weather closed dome. 
You got to be kidding me. You got to be freaking kidding me about this team, man. This is an absolute embarrassment. It's an abomination. It is an absolute joke that you got people out here. I, I'm not in the business. I am not in the business of trying to keep people around to watch me or listen to me. So I'm going I'm to sell them whoop tickets about where we at as an organization, a staff organization and mother loving crew. This team sucks. Sucks. Some changes have got to be made in New Orleans. Period. Period. Some changes have got to be made in New Orleans. Period. This cannot go on. This can, this could, this cannot, shall not, shallant go on. It can't. Because what in the hell in 2022 is giving Saints fans any type of hope, confidence to want to go to these games in 2023 when you got a coach that is about as conservative as it gets? And, oh my goodness, some of the worst play calling, some of the worst decisions I have ever seen, and well, I don't say ever seen, but in a very long time, has come in 2022. It's an embarrassment. I don't care who get mad. I don't care who mad at me. I don't care who won't roll the eyes. I don't care who I'm ticking off today. I can care less. I don't care. Because it needs to be said. All these light questions that's being thrown out there, all of these ridiculous statements. I don't know if people are trolling. I don't know if people just, you know what I'm saying, need some attention so badly that they just come out here with all these ridiculous ass takes. And then they just say, I, I don't know, you know, like maybe, you know, and they want people to come to them and be like, what do you mean? Hey, you got to be an idiot. You got to be an idiot to justify this nonsense. An absolute idiot. It was still fire DA weeks ago for me. But where are all these, these DA supporters at today? Where are all these DA supporters at today? Sam Donald had 43 yards Passing 43. This is a joke. This is an absolute joke. Go ahead and read some of your comments, man. I'm gonna read some of your comments. Yeah, Lutz uh can go ahead and pack it up. Now, look, I don't know if you need to cut this dude or not, but I do know this. You should have brought somebody in to compete with this guy. It's clear. That something is not right this season. He has not been as accurate as he needs to be in 2022. Period. Like, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, what's with all this booty kissing? What's with all this booty kissing? Like, this is a business. Your job is on the line. Your job security. All of the coaches around you, their job is on the line. But yet you sitting up here trying to hope that these guys get out of funks? You better bring somebody else up in here that's going to be able to compete that got that dog mentality. What are you doing? This man coaching like he got about three Super Bowls or something. Dude, you are a lame duck coach that flaked out in one place 
didn't win no more than four games in three seasons. Dude, you supposed to be doing everything you possibly can to shake this narrative that you can get it done as a head coach. But instead, he sits up there knowing the answer, but don't want to sit up here and try to fix the situation. That, to me, is just ground for being fired. That's, that, for me, is just ground for the fact that you stink. Man, you know, anybody, man, talking about Dennis Allen, man, get, get, out, man, get that dude off the sidelines and out of my face. After Pennant went out, I knew it was over. They had four yards passing in the, four, in the first half. Four. Four freaking yards. Everything you said is right. Look, I don't care about, like I said, I don't care who I'm making upset. Like I said, it, like my grandfather normally said, my grandfather's a minister. He says, if I'm preaching on chicken thieves, the only person that's going to get mad is the chicken thief. If I start preaching on liars, the only person that's going to get mad is the liars. Guess what? Hurt. Oh, wait, it's a hit dogs holler, right? So if I'm not talking about you, you should be able to, you know, be in the amen corner. But if I am talking about you, then it is what it is. I ain't out here on the booty kissing business, folks. I don't care if I never step foot in, in somebody's locker room. Like, every person that I have invited on this show and has come, you know what I'm saying? I ain't willing to sitting up here trying to kiss nobody behind. It's just a, a, a simple invitation. And if I got to sit up here and lie and sugarcoat and, 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 and alienate my, my listeners in order for me to get the exclusive, well, I don't need it. I don't need it. But I tell you what, you're going to get the real from here. You're going to get the real right here. You're going you're gonna to get the real. We ain't sugarcoating over here. Them, them sugarcoating channels, uh, them sugarcoating uh, people over there on Twitter, whatever the hell they at, they they can they, they, they can stay where they at. TJ saying everything I'm saying, and Pax is in the amen corner. Look, all I'm saying is we just gotta keep it a spade a spade. And I don't want anybody to think when I was having this lone little guy tribe that my my son was in here, he just walked in here. That's why we kind of had to straighten it up a little bit. But I'm just saying we have to keep it 100 here on the State of the Saints podcast. We gotta keep it. We gotta keep it one hundred here on State of Saints podcast. All, all this, this lollygagging and pussyfooting around, man, about where this team is and, and who they are as a, as a, as an organization. No, sir. This, this ain't it. You can find something better than this. I'm not. Try, I'm not in the business of trying to find reasons to keep a guy. It should be pretty much a no-brainer. Why you keeping a guy? If I'm sitting up here trying to figure out your qualities or what makes you a good coach, you're probably not a good one. You're probably not a good one. So what are we doing? I'm happy we lost this game so people can remind that DA ain't it. That three-game winning streak was all a deception. I said it last week after we beat Philly. We only won because of the defense. We won because of the defense, and we won because of that holding call. But like I said before, all of this is just smoke and mirrors. Somebody please, in this three-game winning streak that everybody's going crazy about and everybody on there talking, trying to justify DA, Somebody please tell me how many points the Saints scored in the first half and how many points they scored in the second half. Somebody please tell me. Somebody please tell me how many points the Saints scored in the first half and how many points the Saints scored in the second half. And somebody tell me if that, 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 ain't, that ain't one of them reasons. The Saints in the first half, 
I will admit, they come out, they have a good game plan. Those first 15 plays that they script be looking good. They get into the end zone. They might, they might, the defense might get a stop. They might nickel and dime it down the field for a field goal, and then they up 10 to nothing, and then around the second half, they made absolutely no adjustments. Go back and watch that Philly game and tell me they weren't holding on for their life. Look at this game today. Tell me seven to nothing, they weren't holding on for their life. Against Cleveland, tell me they weren't holding on for their life. It has been the story of these games they have won, including the Atlanta Falcons including like don't don't take my word for it go back and look at the first half and the second half of each of these games that they won going back to atlanta if it wasn't for a drake london fumble i guess we can say you know luck plays a role in wins at times if drake london didn't fumble if amari cooper didn't slip down in the snow when it was minus 15 degrees would we be having this conversation probably not so you need a little bit of luck on your side smoke and mother-loving mirrors is what we've been victim of for all those people out here. But I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that all of these people out here that tried to troll us, because I, I want to believe they're trolling us, because I don't want to believe that nobody really just feels like this dude is the answer. I don't, I don't want to feel that way. I don't want to believe that somebody is saying with their whole chest that Dennis Allen should be the coach of the Saints in 2023. I don't want to believe that. I want to believe that people are trolling. They're trying to do their they best skip Bayless impressions where they can just try to get all the attention on themselves. Can you hear what they said? Did you just hear what he said? Look what he just tweeted. I, I, want, I want to believe that because I don't want to believe that anybody that is right here saying that they're giving you the right information about same football is trying to lobby for Dennis Allen being a head coach 2023. I, I don't want to believe that. I don't want to believe it. I, I do not want to believe it. Dude turned this team into a joke. How can your organization say we are in a win now mode and your coaching doesn't reflect that? It's clear that Sean was everything to this organization. It's clear. It's clear. It's absolutely clear. But I, I think I got to take some responsibility and some, of, and some of us have to take responsibility. Well, I won't say we got to take responsibility, but in the words of Malcolm X, we've been had. We've been took. We've been hoodwinked. We've been bamboozled, laid astray, run amok. We've been had, folks, because they told us, man, Sean Payton goes down. He steps down as the head coach. We're going to keep the same people in here. We're going to get this team to where it needs to be. They got us all excited. They start getting guys from LSU. They start, you know, bringing in guys, you know, that that just around that can surround uh, Jameis Winston. They they brought in a hundred badger, Jarvis Landry. I mean, they say Michael Thomas was gonna come back. All these different things got us all excited. They start off looking like trash at the beginning of the season. Then towards the middle of the season, the defense started to turn the corner, but the offense continued to be trash. They alienated the fan base by bringing in Andy Dalton, the person that they wanted there the whole entire time. Let's just keep it. Let's just call it what it is. They wanted Andy Dalton the whole time. The first line of trouble. They, they, they were taking any way they wanted. They wanted Jameis Winston up out that thing any way they can get it to get Andy Dalton mediocre ass out there on the field. My son is gone, by the way. They, they did everything they possibly can do in order for them to do that. Point blank, period. So you live by the Dalton, you die by the Dalton. Somebody please tell me what Andy Dalton did today. 
once again, you live by the Dalton, you die by the Dalton. And that's what exactly what we did here today. Okay? People act like Andy Dalton, man, Andy Dalton looking, was looking pretty good. I mean, he looked pretty good for Andy Dalton standards. But for two weeks, this dude didn't get this dude did not throw a touchdown. This is sad, bro. This is sad. And like I said, man, look, I, I, I'm going to be real. As a fan of the National Football League, I'm kind of happy for the Carolina Panthers and Steve Wilkes. Because this dude got this team playing real well, really well. I ain't going to hate on him. Because maybe this can be this dude's opportunity. You heard about all the things about Steve Wilkes, him being from Charlotte, you know what I'm saying, him being a, a North Carolinian. We've seen all this, man. So in a way, I'm kind of happy for the brother. You know what I'm saying? That they got this big win, tough fitted, you know, tough, gritty team. Hopefully, you know, they do the right thing, get his man a job, you know, or, or somebody going to get his man a job. Because to be quite honest with you, he, he got played to the left, his last job when he was out there at Arizona, and they replaced him with Cl uh, Cliff Kingsbury. So I'm happy in that regard. But – I, w I wish the, the fight, the grit, the toughness, and and, and 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 some of the things, the qualities he had, I wish we had it in the coach. I can tell you that. Dang, I thought Jameis would have played today. Exactly. Should have alienated the fan base. That's basically what they did, man. One touchdown and after that, a goose egg. But, but, but his numbers are solid, they say. <laughs> Fact is... Um, let me see. Fact, it was never about Jameis. Uh, they was just looking for reasons to get Jameis uh, out, and the back injury was that they showed the true colors during the Deshaun Watson soccer. Exactly. They, they Look, they never wanted Jameis. They didn't want Jameis when they had opportunity to get Deshaun Watson, and they brought Andy Dalton in because they know eventually it's rather Jameis would have intercepted his weight because they, they felt like you didn't have Sean Payton around to be able to reel him in. They didn't have the confidence in themselves. Another reason why they behinds need to be fired. They ain't even got enough confidence in themselves that they can get the best out of Jameis Winston. But instead, they just went with Mr. Conservative, Captain Conservative himself, Andy Dalton. They, that's who they went with because they felt like it was a much easier book. They, they didn't want to read. Uh, they didn't want to read The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. They wanted to read The Cat in the Hat by Dr. Seuss. Right. That's that's what they wanted to do. They didn't want to deal with this dude over here where you actually had to do some thinking. They wanted something simplistic. Like I said, they didn't want to read Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. They wanted to read Dr. Seuss, The Cat in the Hat. So let me go with Mr. Cat in the Hat himself, Andy Dalton, because this is an easy read. Like, miss me with that, man. This is a joke. This is a joke. Anybody out here, man, well, James, man, James, he wasn't playing well. Man, I'm telling look. Everybody, everybody that was saying that, I'm going to just keep it, I'm going to just keep it a buck. This man did not have an opportunity to turn a corner. Think about this. This dude didn't have an opportunity. So even if he played bad, like everybody was saying, he didn't even give him an opportunity to turn things around. And some of you that was out here talking about he went in, he went in, he went in, you ain't even get this dude an opportunity to actually correct the mistakes that he was making. You were just willing, just like, just like, um, you know how they coach. They, they're going to get it any way they can. 
oh, Jameis Winston, he throwing 30 and seven. He, he throw he throw the ball a lot, turn the ball over a lot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't good enough. You seen the interception? Yeah, man. Let, let's just get him out of here. That that that's what everybody wanted for the most part. For all them like I won't say everybody, but those people that never liked Jameis in the first place. Do, like, tell me what the, when the dude went down with it three games into the season, three games into the season. So at this particular time, the Saints defense was playing like slow, but we gave them an opportunity to turn it around. Right. But this man couldn't turn it around. The, the reality is half of you that was hating on this man did not want him to turn it around. See, some of you are just OK with just being right. You, you don't care how you get it. You know what I'm saying? You just want to win. It's just like if somebody racing, right? You racing somebody, and then all of a sudden, that person falls into like a little hole or something like this. This person working you right down the field, and you trip. He trips on the curb, but he trips in a little hole, and you end up winning a race. You don't care that the dude tripped. All you know is that you won. And some of you were just happy to win the argument. You'll be happy to feel like you're content. I said Jameis wasn't good enough, and he wasn't good enough. Go look at, I'm telling you, go look at the beginning of the season. Some of the best quarterbacks that were playing the game were playing like slow. The argument and the narrative around the National Football League was do players need to play in preseason because the beginning of the season, everybody was looking rusty, uncoordinated, and off. But some people, like I said, they don't want to look at that. I don't know how the season would have turned out for Jameis. But the fact that people are trying to say he is who he is after three games and didn't even get his dude opportunity to turn it around because you ain't wanting to turn it around. But yet you're going you gonna to roll with Captain Conservative every week. Oh, he look at him. He, he went 12 for 12. 12 for 12 for 42 yards and no touchdowns. Like, seriously, man. Like, like give me a freaking break. Like how can you like how can you look at somebody with a sample size that small and just feel like that was just going to be a reflection of your entire season? All I know is that boy that boy Jameis Winston had Traquan Smith with 100 yards, had Jarvis Landry with 100 yards, had Chris Olave with almost 200 yards receiving the last time he threw a football in a start in a, in a game. So I'm not saying that he would have been out here being league MVP. But the fact is, we don't know how the season would have turned out. And it's just amazing to me how people are acting as if they knew what the season was going to be when this, when this dude didn't even finish. It. When Andy uh, turns the ball over, they gave him a chance to correct his mistakes. From this point, it's now about putting pressure on the front office. Hey, I'm, I'm going to just be on. I'm going to just I'm going to just be real. And I don't feel like this overreaction. If Dennis Allen comes back in 2023 and the Saints don't make the playoffs, Mickey Loomis needs to be on a high seat. I'm going to say that again. If Dennis Allen returns to the New Orleans Saints as the head coach in 2023 and the Saints don't make the playoffs, Mickey Loomis should be on a high seat. Because just like Dennis Allen living by the Dalton, dying by the Dalton. Loomis is living by the Allen, so he should die by the Allen. Straight up. Like, I'm, I'll give you a pass. I'll give you a pass this season, all right? Because you was like, you probably, you know, Sean Payton is your best buddy. He your ace, boom, coon. Okay, you know, I recommend Dennis Allen. Okay, whatever. 
But if you double down on the nonsense, it's like you're basically confirming like this dude is the answer. So if you feel like this guy is the answer, you feel like this is the dude, if you feel like this is the guy to lead the Saints to where they need to be, and if he flakes out, then you need to be out the door with him. I ain't gonna like I, I get the benefit of the doubt this year because I ain't seen too many stupid mistakes. But when you see something like this, when you see the ineptitude on a consistent basis and you double down, I gotta judge you a little bit differently because the first time I can be like, I don't know, man. He didn't he didn't really see it, so it is what it is. But the second time, it's like you confirming it. If it don't work out, he need to be out the door too. They need to be looking for another general manager. That simple. Because you are because you you didn't put you didn't put your name you didn't put your name on a dotted line you didn't sign the dotted line. If you bring this dude back and he don't make the playoffs, thank you, TJ. Jameis needs a few games to get his legs under him after the ACL injury. All I'm saying is. It wasn't enough of a sample size for us to be out here just completely criticizing this dude. If you're completely criticizing this guy, then you're basically criticizing him based on the 2019 campaign, and that's what you're continuing to do. You're allowing that 2019 campaign to validate that. So, once again, you had people that didn't like Jameis Winston. They didn't like Jameis Winston. They didn't care for him. And then all of a sudden, like when he went when he had that uh that you know those those law that uh what he had 14 touchdowns three interceptions it's like people got a little bit quiet because they couldn't rid they couldn't ridicule him but when this dude first came to the saints and they talked about him being a starter a lot of people didn't want him to be there but then when he started to exceed expectations people started to get quiet then all of a sudden when they when they had moments where he felt they felt like they that he confirmed how they felt about him as a quarterback that's when they wanted to start jumping up out the bushes but they weren't paying attention to the fact go back and look at the beginning of the season i'm telling you the narrative the talk around the national football league was how coaches were not allowing their starters to play in preseason and how the beginning of the season you can tell they were rusty and they were not ready to play you had joe burrow who is one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. His first game in week one, he threw four interceptions. Four. The next game he threw, two interceptions. But as you can see, Joe Burrow turned it around. Now, some people say, how can you compare Jameis Winston to Joe Burrow? I'm not. All I'm saying is you had guys that were known for playing at elite level. They started off slow as molasses. Aaron Rodgers, who normally doesn't even really throw interceptions, was out here playing pretty badly. He was throwing interceptions. Josh Allen was throwing interceptions. Some of the top quarterbacks in the league were turning the ball over. So all I'm saying is, if you got some of that going on with some of the elites, do you think a guy who only got maybe a series or two in a, in a final game of preseason, you think it wasn't going to take him some time in order for him to get his legs under him? I'm just trying. I'm just trying to get people to think about some of the things they're saying. Why is Andy Dalton so bad if the team around him sucked? Look, I'm not. Look, is Andy Dalton the worst quarterback I ever seen? No, he is not. 
But if you think like, here, here's here's the thing. Here, here's here's the here's the reality. Here's the reality. If Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton is a mediocre quarterback. You got mediocre talent around him. You got all this mediocre talent around him. What do you think gonna happen? You got you got to be able to have a quarterback that is going to elevate the talent. Now, anybody, look, I don't care. Like I said, once again, this is not a comparison. But we look at Traquan Smith, we look at him as pretty mediocre, right? You know, like, like we, we look at him as uh, pretty mediocre. But in a game versus Jameis Winston, he had over 100 yards receiving. All I'm saying is it matters. All I'm saying is that it matters. Please, y'all, let's not turn this into the Jameis Winston show. It's over. Look, this is the State of Saints podcast, and we talk about whatever we want to talk about on here. It's the final game of the season, bro. Who cares? Like, seriously, who cares? Like, who cares about the quorum and protocol? Your, see, your team season is over. We can talk about anything we want to talk about now. It's over. It's over. Like, what are we going to talk about? Keys to victory? There is no next week. We, I'm, I'm, look, I'm sorry, man. We're going to talk about whatever the heck come across the, the timeline. If you, you, know, you want to hear about moral victories, wrong channel. Wrong freaking channel. I'm talking about what I want to talk about on the State of Saints podcast, period. There is no protocol. What you want to talk about? Hold on, hold on. Who was that? Who was that? Let me let me put up. Let me. What, what do you want to talk about? What's that? Wick TV. Wick TV. What you want to talk about? What you want to talk about? Let what we talk. Let, let's talk about what's gonna happen next week in a wild card round for the New Orleans. Oh, oh, oh my bad. Yeah, let's talk about the stellar uh, quarterback play of Andy. Oh, my bad. Uh, let, let's talk about uh, Will Lutz, a phenomenal. Oh, my bad. Let's talk about Ma Marcus Davenport finally getting off the stop. Oh, oh my bad. What the hell are we gonna talk about? Let's talk about Dennis Allen and how he just confirmed that he needs to come back at 20. Oh, oh yeah, my bad. Let's talk about Pete Carmichael and his, his phenomenal play calling today. I mean, oh, my bad. What the hell can we talk about? What do we need to talk about? And it like we can we can talk about bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles, and it probably would be more of a ripping conversation than anything that we can say here today. Like we, we can talk about beignets, we can talk about king cakes. What kind of, where do you go for your, your favorite king cake, huh? When the last time you had a hot sausage on French dress? Like we can talk about so many other things. And it, it will be more relevant than talking about anything that happened today. So please tell me. Please tell me what we need to talk about. Tell me what we need. Somebody please tell me. If we can't talk about the quarterback position, things that people actually really care about, what are we supposed to talk about? Maybe we should just go ahead and just flip the script. Man, what do y'all want to talk about today, huh? I got a, I got a, uh, I'm sitting up here drinking a Power A Zero grape, okay? That's what I'm doing right now, okay? So let's talk about Power A grape. And it probably would be more interesting than anything that happened in this game today in a, in a 10 to 7 vic, uh, loss for the New Orleans Saints. There are certain, uh, let me see, there are certain things that skew uh, their con their content simply to retain access to the Saints organization. It's simply gaslighting because we can see the obvious and they can do it. Well, look, they ain't gaslighting me, okay? 
I'm I'm an electric stove over here. You know, I'm I'm an electric stove over here. You can't gas like me. You know what I'm saying? We we ain't, we ain't running on gas over here. I'm ready to talk about the off season. And my comment wasn't for you. It was for the chat, my guy. No disrespect. And I'm a big supporter. Don't flag on me, my guy. Uh, I appreciate you being a big supporter. But still, I stand by what I said. Okay? I stand by what I said. And uh, if you, you talk about don't flash on you, when you put your comments down there, I can I can light it up. So what do you want me to do? It's rather don't comment at all or, you know, it might come up, you know. But I appreciate, like like I said, no disrespect, but I'm just wondering what the hell we got to talk about. Like, what, what can we really talk about? We talk about the all-season. Like, okay, we talk about the all-season, but I ain't talking about it on this show, you know? <laughs> like, it, it would be watered down. Like, it would be watered down if I was to talk about the all-season here today. You know, I'd rather have a full-fledged show, you know, talking about that. But, hey, I wouldn't mind Andy Dalton. And you know it's crazy though, because every now and then I'll get back to you, Joey. It's crazy to me how people be like, man, you know, you know, it don't put me on the spot. But if I miss their comment, man, you know, TJ, man, I, I be commenting all the time, bro. You don't never read my stuff, man. Just I don't know. Not not that one you you with TV. I'm just saying in general. I wasn't mind I I wouldn't mind Andy Dalton bringing our quarterback uh next year. And drafting a young guy, uh, Jameis can get the f out. Joy, um, that is the Joy. <laughs> I, I'm a, hey, bro. I, I like it, Joy. I, I like you, man. But I'm tired of the mediocrity, bro. I, I'm t- I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of the mediocrity. I'm tired of mediocrity. And you talking about Andy Dalton, like. Bro, I, I don't know. Like, I, I can find like four, five backups that give you better production than Andy Dalton did. Like, what what has Andy like? Honestly, Joey, what has Andy Dalton done for you to be like, man? I definitely want us to be him back next year. Besides the fact that you probably don't like Jameis Winston because you know, you pretty much always talking about Jameis Winston is not good. So what what has Andy Dalton done? in 2022 that you feel like is going they're going to be able to build off of oh he threw 67 percent of his passes oh that's great how many touchdowns did dude throw today in the last four weeks how many touchdowns did this dude throw but he didn't throw any interceptions man y'all y'all man man miss me with that that captain conservative stuff man i ain't i ain't with it uh, we're going to see how serious our front office is about winning. If changes are not made, at least at OC or quarterback, uh, then that's not serious. Cool sports. Thank you very much for the four ninety nine. Like I said, man, I, I'm not in the business of sitting up here trying to sugarcoat to anybody. Look, Andy Dalton is mediocre, and we can do without him. Like anybody that's sitting up here lobbying for Andy Dalton to come back over somebody else. Like I could, like I said, I could think of several backup quarterbacks that give you way more production and are making way better decisions and be able to be way more aggressive than Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, the only reason why he's the quarterback of this team this season is because we got cowards on a head a, a head coach and we got cowards at the offensive coordinator. That's the reason why he's playing right now. Has absolutely nothing to do with the fact of how good he is or how talented he is. 
It's just the fact that this dude is conservative and they just feel like he's easier to read than Jameis. But Jameis will give you, you know, Jameis will probably give you more, put up more points, more yards. Like, Andy Dalton is boring as hell. He ain't interesting and he ain't really good. But yeah, we'll sit up here and, and you know, hope, yo, Andy Dalton, like, bro, let's just be, let's just, Let's just look at this, for example, okay? Let's just say if the Saints' defense isn't as good as it is, as it has been over the last eight weeks. What's the point of Andy Dalton being on the team? Like, seriously, this is what you got to ask yourself when you're talking about the quarterback position. If my defense wasn't good enough to make stops, can I win football games with this guy? That's what you got to ask yourself. See, we're looking at, oh, I'll bring back Andy Dalton because you're looking at how good the defense is and you feel like the defense can be able to, you know, erase any mistake or they'll be able to make some stops. But what happens if your defense actually starts off the way that it did in the beginning of the season when the Saints played the Atlanta Falcons? Do you have trust in Andy Dalton is going to facilitate a comeback or be able to put up some big major yards? I, I don't. Not at all. It is time, folks. It is time for the New Orleans Saints to go in a different direction. Look, I'd rather have a guy that can you know, sling that thing, that's going to be aggressive, that is going to try to make plays like a Taylor Heineke or something like that as, as, a, as a bridge guy than, than a guy like Andy Dalton. Like, enough. Like, why are we trying to make Andy Dalton work? Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We we had to go with him because he was a quarterback. But now the season is over. You can do better than that. This current version of our who that's got TJ going on an epic rant. I can't blame you either, TJ, especially after this season. Man, the team needs to get better in the offseason. This ain't it. Look, all I'm saying is at, I am a podcast. I'm a broadcaster. But I'm a Saints fan. I tell everybody, if you're new here, if you're new here, hit the like button. If you're old here, hit the like button. But if you're new here, I grew up in New Orleans, right? Uh, I'm about as New Orleans as a bus ticket and a high size sandwich. Do you hear me? I'm about as New Orleans as a huge big pie, a big shot pineapple, and some chiwis. I love this football team. And I try to be as professional as I possibly can when I'm doing this show. But at the same time, my fandom kind of seeps in. And that's what happened today. That's what happened today. And that's the reason why I'm ticked off because I'm a fan of this team. I've been alive 36 years. The majority of my life, all I can remember for the most part is cheering for this football team. Good, bad, or indifferent. And I can, and it bothers me when, when people are okay with mediocrity, when they subject themselves to mediocrity, when they try to make mediocrity work. I, I I cannot wallow in mediocrity. I don't try to be mediocre when I'm doing anything in life. So I don't want anybody to feed me mediocrity. And if you're not careful who that nation, you'll probably try to find yourself trying to make mediocrity work. No, Like I said, Andy Dalton did what he did this season, but you can find something better than that. And you cannot continue to go down this road because you feel like it's making you comfortable. What you're, what you're accepting is mediocrity making you comfortable. 
That ain't it, bro. That ain't it. Debo, thank you very much for one night. Said who was Andy uh, throwing to on a la on a couple plays, on a couple plays. I wonder who he was throwing to. I can tell you, he should have threw to <laughs> Taysom Hill, who was wide the freak open. I'm 39. I'm with you, TJ. We have seen the worst from the Saints in the past. Yeah, I I've seen the worst. I I'm good. I'm good on the mediocrity. I'm not trying to sit up here and be having these conversations about the quarterback position each and every year. This team is not good, man. It's not good. We can do better than this, folks. We got people like Nick Underhill trying to sell DA like he a good head coach. Wick, I got a lot of respect for Nick Underhill. I really do, man. I, I really do have a lot of respect for him. I got a lot of respect for a lot of, of people out there. I don't I don't know what if Nick doing this or not. I don't know. I I, I support, you know what I'm saying? I, I look at a little bit of what they do from time to time, but I don't really, you know what I'm saying, follow them like that. All I know is anybody, and I mean anybody, that is so afraid to give people, the people that invest in you, the people that 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 take their hard-earned money, you know what I'm saying, to invest in you, people that, you know what I'm saying, that rally behind you. If you're not giving them the real deal, then you might as well just wrap up the courts uh, to your – you know what I'm saying? Your, your podcasting system, your broadcasting system, your computer, go ahead and wrap it up, put it in a closet somewhere and stop wasting people's time. That's not that's not for any person, Nick Underhill, whatever. I'm just saying for anybody that fits that category. That's something that I promise you that I will never be. I can't do it, man. I can't. I've had opportunities to be able to listen in on, you know, like Saints uh, interviews and stuff like that when they do those press conferences. You know, I, I, I didn't talk with the Saints PR guy. You know, I didn't talk with these guys. But at the same time, like, the, the biggest issue, I guess, was, you know, I, I had, like, you know, maybe my opinions or something. I don't know. I don't feel like what I say is, is that bad. But if I got to water it down and I got to sit up here and lie or, or lie to kick it, I ain't doing it. And I don't feel like anybody should do that. That's why I, mean, I got respect for people like Catherine Terrell. Man, Catherine Terrell was the one that asked that question about coaching changes, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's the type of people I got respect for. I got respect for people that's just gonna keep it 100, and not people that just, you know, man, if I if I talk to this person, then I ain't gonna be able to be interviewed by these people no more. I ain't gonna be able to know this or know that. Like, man, they miss me with that. I've been doing this show for five. I've been doing this show for five seasons, for five. And shouts out to everybody within the NFL circles. I still, for the most part, knowing what's going on because, you know, I have been fortunate enough to be able to, you know, befriend the people that, that follow the NFL behind the scenes and not just with the Saints. And I, I feel good about that because I ain't never have to lie to kick it. I ain't never have to lie to kick it. And if I ever have to lie to kick it or I'm, I'm turning somebody off by showing up because I'm being too real about mine, it is what it is. You know, I, I feel like that's what's going to get you where you need to be. Sorry about that. You ain't got to be sitting up here trying to lie to kick it. 
uh, AD missed open receivers all season. Uh, I'll just settle for Dennis Allen being fired in the offseason. That'll make me as happy as a New England clam. I don't think he's going to get fired. I, I really don't. I, I don't think he's going to get fired. TJ, uh, you got your platform to speak uh, your side. You've been great all five seasons. I appreciate that, Cartel. Like I said, I'm not try- I'm not in that business. I am not in that business trying to lie to anybody. Like, seriously. There, there's been... Like there's been people that have hit me up, want me to promote their products, want me to do all these different things. I turn them down because I'm like, I'm not about to lie to anybody. If I'm not using the products, if I can't see myself using the products, if I can't see myself doing the service, I'm just not doing it. And some people that I talk to like, man, you crazy. Like I'm, I'm not trying to lie to kick it. Nobody, nobody should be sitting up here lying to lie to kick it. TJ, you need to pitch your show to a network also, please. Man, I appreciate I appreciate that gesture. Maybe one, maybe one day, but man, they gotta take me for who I am. I, I, that's how I work. I take me for who I am. I, we we just gotta stop. We just gotta stop all this, all this faking it to make it stuff. TJ, uh, like uh give me liberty or give me debt. Be yourself, TJ. Don't change. I ain't trying to change. And I got anybody anybody out here that that starting to feel bad because they'll put a tweet and it seemed like people just, you know, bombarding them and you know, always going against them and stuff like that, man. Stay true to yourself. Like we know this team ain't good. We know Dennis Allen ain't it. We know that he, yeah, they'll win a they'll win one, they'll lose one, they'll look pretty good. We know that we know that the Saints ain't going nowhere with no no Andy Dalton. This was a joke this whole season from the jump has been a joke period like the fact that guys fumbling a football making mistakes very little to no accountability at all like come on man give me a break i don't want to talk all season i want to vent about this season exactly tj i hope i'm not being too personal but you uh still sponsored by manscape uh yeah i still am sponsored by manscape um yeah, I'm still sponsored by them. Yeah, I just uh, haven't put up uh, many commercials or just doing any reads or whatever like that, but I'm still sponsored by them. I just, you know, I just kind of, um, <laughs> I won't say I took a break from them, but yeah, I mean, I'm still under contract. I just kind of took a break from them, but I still, you know, I still get uh, paid because I do other things on the side for them, you know, like, uh, you know, different things that they might need me to do. Like, I don't know, post a, uh, post a picture or something like that but not not much as like reading anything uh but nah that, that's not personal uh this is my first season with the sots podcast because you're real uh, i'm with you though uh, i appreciate it man yeah I, like i said i mean when it comes to sponsors you just want to do stuff that makes sense right and then at, at the end of the day you know i just I ain't, i'm not trying to like there's one person like they wanted me to like promote a furniture company like what, what furniture got to do with like talking football or whatever it, it just doesn't you know but i mean i did pick up a, a new sponsor that uh that i'm gonna mention uh in a few minutes because i feel like it's really really beneficial and i'm extremely excited about working with these individuals uh they check in about people's sponsors <laughs> nah it's cool man uh teams showed their true colors today 
Yeah, I mean, then also, I mean, still sponsored by DraftKings as well. You know, DraftKings still sponsored. Uh, I guess weirdos come in the chat. Guess it's simp season for them trope. <laughs> I don't know which quarterback the Saints could go get next year. I don't know. I just think that they need to get themselves a guy that could possibly be a bridge, and they need to go ahead and draft a quarterback. TJ, it might be time to get a new kicker. I don't know if it's time to get a new kicker, but it's definitely time to get Will Lutz cannot come into the all I mean all season activities as the starter. Like they gotta have a competition. He 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 kicked way too horribly this season. Donald is significantly more interesting than Dalton. Uh not fair that Jameis gets blamed for DA's incompetence. I think I think it's two different situations. And I also I just think that. They never wanted the guy in the first place. I mean, if you look at the offseason leading up to now, the writing was on the wall. Dalton is a shell of a shell of a shell of a former self, whatever that is. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I mean, he had some good seasons. He was decent uh, throughout his career. Look, I'm not look. I'm not saying that the dude is trash. He's not trash. All I'm saying is you can do better than that. You can do better than that. Uh, the Saints need to give Coach Payton permission to interview for the Saints head coaching job. You ain't <laughs> hey, you ain't lying. Yeah, you definitely ain't lying. We're going to take a few more. Then I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here, man. Go ahead and spend my afternoon, uh, my evening, uh, hanging out with my son, man. Got my son, you know, dressed up, looking all fly and whatnot. Got his black and gold on for them to go out there and lay an egg like that. Nah, that ain't it. Uh, Sam threw the ball away when he was in trouble. Dalton folded up and bagged up 10 yards. Why does he do that at the most? Like that's, that's why I don't understand. Like this guy does this always. Like when a game is on the line, why are you taking that sack? Throw the ball at somebody's feet. That Davenport ejection was an <laughs> explanation, uh, an acclamation of frustration of his season, and also the hell do you uh, get uh, these huge D linemen with long arms and they can't get to the, the quarterback on the ground? That's all I want to know. And then all like I, I said at the beginning of the show. And I'm going to say it again. That was probably the best play that Marcus Davenport made all season long, getting Deontay Foreman ejected because he was up at, he was up to about 67 yards before he got ejected. It looked like he was on pace to go for about a buck 30, buck 40. So that probably was the best thing he could possibly do. Probably the best play he made all season, to be honest with you. And, you know, I mean, you got to call a spade a spade. I know the brother was going through a lot of things as far as, you know, finger getting amputated and stuff like that. that it has to mess with you psychologically. But also, the dude look out of shape. He looked fat. He looked sloppy. He looked slow. Like, how you letting, like, Sam Donald, like, be able to turn a corner on you? Like, I, I just, I, I want to see Marcus Davenport be successful in the league. It just can't be on the Saints team. Like, wherever you find success, it just got to be somewhere else. Because this dude clearly, like, I don't know. I, I don't know if he... I don't know if he got it. I don't. I don't know if he has it. Maybe he just happy to make it to the league, or maybe he just feel like, okay, you know, I'm here. But I mean, the way this dude would look on the field, like he don't even look like a DN. Dude look like he looked like a D tackle. And I would be shocked. I would be shocked if Marcus Davenport not 300 pounds. I'll be shocked. Like absolutely shocked if this dude ain't 300 pounds. Saints should be on that phone right now. Dalton be looking uh, for a sack like super. 
if you had to choose between cousins Jimmy G Carr or Tannehill, who would you choose? Um, I break it down. If I have a good running game, and I'm about to run the ball a bunch, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with cousins and Tannehill. If I'm thinking about like having a team like I had last year, I mean this year with a defense and be able to throw the ball, I'll probably go with Jimmy G and Derek Carr. You know, because both of those guys have proven that they can actually win games for you. I mean, Kirk Cousins has as well. I don't want to just completely poo-poo on them, but I just think that those guys need good running games in order for them to be successful. But um, we'll go ahead and get up out of here, folks. Uh, Got 375 people watching this right now. But like I said, man, I am very, very excited uh, to announce that the State of Saints podcast, as well as the returning Therapy Couch podcast that's going to premiere uh, next week. Uh, it's a little bit different. It's not a sports podcast, but these two podcasts now uh, will be sponsored by BetterHelp.com. Now, BetterHelp is a online therapy service. And, you know, I know I have a reputation for not caring about mental health by some people's standards and, you know, uh, got some criticism about me not caring about it and being and not being sympathetic to people with mental health. But BetterHelp has uh, thought otherwise and has shown appreciation for what we do here and on the Therapy College podcast, and now we're going to be sponsored by them. Now, this is going to be an online therapy service. You know, some people out there, you know, they be looking for somebody to be able to talk your problems out with, man. You don't feel comfortable with family. You don't feel comfortable with friends, knowing all your business. We, we've been there, right? And you just need somebody to be able to help you to be able to departmentalize or compartmentalize what you're actually going through. So betterhelp.com is going to be working with the State of Saints podcast. And uh, I have some more information uh, later on this week about how you can get signed up. And hopefully, you know, you get signed up. I'm definitely going to sign up, you know, try to, you know, and take advantage of the services. But I'm definitely going to get that information. So for all those people out there that may be dealing with things, betterhelp, uh, dot com is going to be available so uh, shouts out to the fine folks at betterhelp.com uh now being the official sponsor of the state of saints podcast saying nah da need <laughs> hey, i need therapy for messing with da right Shoot. we we definitely we definitely need some therapy boy my goodness but my final thought is uh well i guess i can't get my final thought uh, I gotta, I gotta bring up the stats, right? I forgot to do that. Let's go ahead and look at some of these stats from the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Andy Dalton, fifteen to twenty-five, one hundred seventy-one yards, one touchdown. You have Alvin Kamara running his little heart out for twenty-four yards, uh, hundred. I mean, twenty-four carries, one hundred and seven yards. He had a longer twenty-two, almost broke one if it wasn't for that safety being a last line of defense. Uh, Taysom Hill, five carries for twenty-four yards. Rashid Shaheed, one carry for seven yards. Eno Benjamin, two carry for three yards. And Dalton, one carry for two yards. I'm pretty sure he was trying to evade a sack, Kodak. Uh, Chris Olave, um, 12 targets today, five catches. Look, anybody that thinks that, uh, that Chris Olave is a, a number one receiver, he is not. He's good, but he's not a number one receiver. Like, he, he has not proven to me that he's a number one receiver. Like, I just think that he, he's good. He's talented, but he's not a number one receiver. He had five catches for 60 yards. Rashid Shaheed, three catches for 34 yards. David Johnson, two catches for 28 yards. Juwan Johnson, one catch for 21 yards. Alan Troutman, one catch for 18 yards. Traquan Smith, one catch for six. 
Uh, Alvin Kamara, one catch for three. Taysom Hill, one catch for a yard. Chris Olave fumbled the football. Um, another time where, you know, you need Chris Olave to make a play. I mean, we've seen it in Tampa. Had opportunity to get a field goal range or first down. Dropped the ball. This time, you know, he's fumbling the football. I mean, there's been too many situations this season that that has happened with Chris Olave for me to just completely anoint this dude as the number one receiver. Now, things could change. He could come back next year and be completely different, but we'll see. Uh, Tyron Matthew, uh, eight uh, tackles, uh, four solo, uh, one pass deflection. He also had the interception. Marshawn Lattimore had DJ Moore on lock. Uh, he had eight tackles, four assisted today. Demario Davis with eight tackles. Cam Jordan uh, with seven. Uh, he also had a tackle for low. Shot Tuttle with five tackles. Daniel Sorensen, a.k.a. Hardcore Holly. Got to get some respect for him. Another game uh, he played. And, yes, man had another another interception, man. So, shouts out to Daniel Sorensen out there doing his thing, handling up on his business, and uh, doing things that, you know, some of these guys can't do, like, you know, catch interceptions. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tano Passingio with four tackles. Carl Granderson with four tackles. Marcus Davenport with three tackles. Dave Ayamato, who played really well today. Uh, he had three tackles, two solo and a sack, and a tackle for a loss. JT Gray had two tackles, two uh, solo. Uh, he also had a sack. Alante uh, Taylor had two tackles. Kendavia Street with two tackles. Caden Ellis with two tackles. Pete Warner with two. Zach Wood, Juwan Johnson, Chase Hansen, Andrew Dowell, Malcolm Roach, and Bradley Roby. Well, Bradley Roby didn't have a tackle, but he had a good pass deflection towards the end of the game. But those guys that I mentioned before him had one tackle. And Tyron Matthew, uh, interception, Daniel Sorensen once again uh, had an interception. So that's what happened today. Uh, my final thoughts are very, very simple. The season is over for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, this has been a very uh, frustrating season. Uh, it's been one of those seasons where it just makes you pull your hair out if you actually have hair. Uh, pretty sure a lot of uh, furniture and televisions have been broken in frustration watching this team. Uh, I don't know where the Saints go from here. Um, I don't know, you know, that you got some bright spots. Uh, you got Rashid Shaheed, uh, Chris Olave, even though I say he's not a, a number one receiver just yet, doesn't mean he can't be one. Uh, I've seen some growth in Carl Grandison this season. Uh, Alante Taylor gives you uh, hope for the future. I'm interested to see what guys like uh, DeMarco Jackson. Uh, who is going to be a linebacker uh, this year, played really well. Interested to see what's going to happen when he come off IR. Um, what are they going to do with Michael Thomas? Uh, we're going to be talking about all these things leading up. Uh, well, we're going to be talking about these things leading up uh, to the Saints uh, NFL draft. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about OTAs. We're going to talk about minicamp. Whatever direction the Saints decide to go in, we're going to be giving it to you right here on the State of the Saints podcast. So keep it locked right here. Uh, for the State of the Saints podcast, for all New Orleans Saints news. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not already. YouTube.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. Facebook.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. you got previous episodes that are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. And if you want to talk NFL or just kind of shoot the breeze, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at TJAYJones8. Till next time, all I got to say is, Dennis Allen needs to be fired. P. Carmichael needs to go. And most importantly, who that?